Successful people use techniques to legally reduce their taxes. And these concepts can be used to help people at most levels of income. When you come right down to it, most people want to pay less in taxes, but they don't want to have any problems with the IRS. In today's podcast, we'll discuss a few of these concepts. Please stay with us. Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Fred Sade. Welcome to Money Matters USA podcast, episode 107 with Fred Sade, founder and managing director of the firm Money Matters USA. Fred, a fiduciary in the financial arena for years and also holds a PhD in economics from Duke University. Uh, this is a, a podcast about what we need to be considering in, uh, and all aspects of retirement planning. I totally agree with what you said there in the tease, Fred, that most people want to to pay less in taxes, but they don't want to be on the radar screen of the IRS. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Welcome, absolutely. Fred. Good to be absolutely. with you again. We're going to talk Same. taxes here, right? Yeah, I think that's that's a topic that most people are interested in, but also, you know, a bit afraid of it. Yeah, afraid I, of what the IRS may do to them. Absolutely, there are a lot of costly myths about taxes. People do often overpay above the amount that they're legally required to pay. A tax mitigation strategy is an essential goal to add to that long-term success. You don't have to be super wealthy uh, either to benefit from some of these techniques Fred's going to be sharing with us today. Uh, the less you can legally pay in taxes, the wealthier you will become, right, Fred? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's absolutely self-evident. And I also think that because of the complexity of uh, taxes and finances. People just don't understand the two of them. And and sometimes it's just leave me alone, go away, don't give me a headache. Hmm. Well, yeah, that's true. But I mean, you, I, I can count myself in the group of people who from time to time uh, have felt like I overpaid in taxes. Why do you think people have misconceptions about taxes? And that they, and why do you think people think there's nothing they can do about taxes? Well, uh, I think there are some reasons. I, I also think there are some tax myths. There, there are, you know, we'll, we'll just I'll try to just take a, a sampling of them because we could go on for, for a couple of days here. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. stick with us. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, uh, when tax time rolls around, um, people get tense and they get very fearful uh, at, at tax time. And, and, you know, I can see it in my own household when my wife gets very testy when, when taxes uh, come due. You know, it's just, you know, but Franklin say taxes are, you know, death and taxes. Taxes are inevitable. Oh, yeah. So what can I do about it? Right. And the, the truth of the matter 
is that we do have some control over how much we pay and when we pay it. And, and I've talked to uh, people, some of whom are business people, some of whom are, you know, have a full-time job and then have a side business that, uh, that, they, that they run. And it, it's the same thing that I get back from them. And, and it is, look, um, you're probably right. I should do this. But you know what? I'm afraid to do this. What happens if I make these changes and, and I could be entitled to this? What happens if they start to audit me and they don't stop this year? They do last year and the year before. Mm. And all of a sudden, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm digging a deep hole for myself. So let sleeping dogs lie. So that's, that's a pretty typical uh, you know, reaction that that I that I get, and and oftentimes uh, when accountants may, you know, when people will change from one accountant to another, and accountant will say, "Well, oh, let me look, let me look at last year's, you know, tax return. I just can't do this in isolation. Mm-hmm. I'll look at you know year before, and you know, they, you know, there are some issues here in how your return was put together. So people are afraid of change, but but apropos that, the code. It's so complicated. People will say, look, this is so complicated. This is so over my head. I have no idea what I, I, I can do. So what, what, what can I do to make myself uh, come out of this better? Well, uh, that's, you know, also not quite true. Um, just some quick examples. We do have some control um, over how much we set up for withholding. I'm not saying don't deliberately over you know, under withhold, but mm-hmm. you do have some control, you know, over that, especially if you and your spouse are both uh, working, so you can coordinate that. Uh, filing status, uh, maybe uh, you should, uh, f- sometimes your account, even if you're married, your accountant may say, you know, married filing jointly might not be to your advantage. It might be better uh, to file uh, as singles. Uh, one of you file a single head as household, or maybe just file both as singles, and, and you might what, wind up paying less tax because of the marriage penalty. Uh, whether or not you use qualified accounts, um, may, if you're in business full-time or it's a part-time thing, you may have some control over the timing uh, of, of, your, uh, of your income and even the type of a business structure. Should you be a sole proprietor? Um, you know, should you be have a, a solo, uh, a single member for a one, uh, 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 LLC? Uh, it 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 um, you know it, it, all of this uh, it could be considered. This, these are choices that you make, and sometimes doing nothing is a choice. I'll just you know do nothing and let it go yeah. with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I've and I know a lot of people do use tax preparation software. And I will say this is just on a personal level. The times that I am sure that I overpaid was when I did that. And a lot of people do think they'll get a big refund. So, you know, why pay a lot for a CPA or retirement planner who does tax work? Well, I I did learn my lesson from that. And that's not to say, Fred, that, that it's not some decent software out there. That's true. That's that's true. Uh, But uh, people have the idea that if they use tax prep software, that's all that they have to do and um, and and they'll and they'll be fine. But the thing that they don't get is that just using tax preparation software to do a tax return is not the same thing. It's very different than doing tax planning. Now, um, 
I use tax planning software, mm-hmm. but I also do a fair amount of research, and I want to have my, my work checked. So I will go to my CPA and say, hey, I want you to review the work product, make sure you know, that it, it's, it's proper and that, it, and that it represents an accurate long-term tax plan. And when you're doing a tax plan, it can't be one year at a time. It's not a tax plan. It has to go out 5, 10, maybe even 15 years, and you have to do each year by itself independently. That, that, is, that is tax planning, and, and most CPAs do not do that kind of tax planning. They do, they, they do tax preparation. Yeah. And um, I will you if the individual has a CPA, or an enrolled agent, you know, then I'll work with with theirs. If not, then I'll work with with mine. Or or I, I have a few uh, CPAs that I will work with uh, who've agreed to work with me. You know, in this uh, capacity. Yeah, you're. Uh, you can work as a team. You know, you need uh, one entity to look back and one to look forward in it. But speaking of looking forward, is it true that taxes go down in retirement? Because don't taxes just go up and down over time? Yeah, they they do. I, I I've always thought that there's a very simple rule of thumb, and and um, when I say it, it's I think it'll sound obvious. If your income increases, your taxes increase. And usually, taxes do increase in retirement, and it's usually because of required minimum distributions, uh, or uh, even before RMDs. Uh, It's just taking money from a qualified account. So as you say, taxes can go up and down before retirement. So why would they not go up and down, you know, in retirement? Why would anybody think that that it would be any different in retirement than it is pre-retirement? Often I see that people miss out on tax deductions and tax benefits just because they don't they don't know about them and certainly yeah. the IRS is not there to help you pay less no. in taxes and that reminds me of of a famous uh, saying that's frequently quoted by judge learned hand who was in the court of appeals in uh, Washington DC and, and judge hand said quote anyone may so arrange his affairs that his taxes shall be as low as possible. He is not bound to choose that pattern which will best pay the Treasury. There is not even a patriotic duty to increase one's taxes. And I love, I love that. That is a that, good that saying. saying. Yeah, you know. Uh, our, it's not like you're after, being a patriot if you pay too much. Right? Is that? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, anybody who, th- who wants to pay more can voluntarily write a check to the United States Treasury, and, and they can and they can pay more. <laughs> now, I remember uh, an interview with Warren Buffett on CNBC, in which Buffett was asked about paying taxes, and, and Buffett said, "Not in my lifetime." <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, you know, he had he said a lot about taxes. I got to tell you, Fred, I can't think of a better name for a judge than Judge Learned Hand. 
I mean, I love, yeah. It was almost like, you know, if you name uh, uh, your son Jeeves, you may yeah. be dooming him to be a butler. When he was yeah. named Learned Hand, I think he was he was destined to be a judge. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, yeah. I um, mean, he should have been uh, on the Supreme Court. There's absolutely no question he was the greatest tax expert of his day. And he is quoted. Uh, more often than any Supreme Court judge, U.S. Supreme Court judge, has ever been quoted on on tax mm-hmm. matters. And um, President Roosevelt considered him three times. One time he was about to appoint Learned Hand. The papers were right on his desk. He was mm-hmm. getting ready to sign them, and then um, the delegation came in and and uh, created such a brouhaha that the uh, uh, Roosevelt decided this is more grief than I, that need. I can handle. Yeah, yeah. and and so he uh, he didn't sign it. So it it didn't you know ultimately it didn't matter because uh, Leonard Hand has had more uh, imprint uh, on 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 uh, complicated tax matters than than any other uh, than any other judge. Yeah. And and um, I I would say that the people frequently go to his writings. Uh, to to understand uh, the ta- not just the tax code, but you know, but what you but what you can do, what's appropriate, and what's not appropriate. Uh, of course, tax code is a lot more complicated now. There are a lot more sections than mm-hmm. than it was, and and how income is is treated today uh, than it was in his time. Oh, but yeah. Still, uh, some things that he stands for and some things that he wrote are, are you know, are, are not time bound and, and they're still valid. Well, we're talking about taxes and we're talking about and I mentioned that the the times that I really feel that I overpaid was when I attempted to do them myself. And I don't know the strategies. I don't know. Um, I don't know everything about it to, 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 you know, legally, you know, pay not my fair share, I should say, to not overpay in taxes. And Fred knows a lot of the strategies. So when we come back, we'll take a quick break. Fred will discuss six strategies. So stay with us on the podcast, Money Matters USA. Many of us look forward to the day we retire. We look forward to having more time to spend with our families, enjoying every day, and maybe even taking that dream vacation out on the open road. Don't let the fear of uncertainty turn your retirement dream into a retirement nightmare. We can help you see how much risk you're taking, those potential red flags that could cause problems for you down the road, such as tax liability, as well as a big one, folks. How much are you paying in fees or commissions with your current plan or advisor? Contact Fred Sade at Money Matters USA, 800-593-8188, 800-593-8188. We're back with Money Matters USA. Now, you just heard how to reach out to Fred, 800-593-8188. I do also want to direct you to Fred's website, which is moneymattersusa.net. Now, you're listening to this podcast somewhere now. Uh, It is available at his website, 
if you click the podcast tab and you can scroll through the other 106 podcasts. Uh, you, you can get it uh, on Fred made it available, made it easy for you available either via Apple or via Amazon. You can also there because um, we were getting some more questions organized for stump the guru, but you can hit the drop down on podcast and that's, and you'll see stump the guru. That's when you, uh, where you can submit your question to Fred. Definitely click the red light program and learn about the red light on the dashboard program. All of that is at moneymattersusa.net. Well, we opened up and we're going to continue with the conversation on taxes. And there are a lot of rules, some well-known, some less known uh, to use to avoid overpaying your taxes. And there are techniques that can be used uh, to make sure that we pay less in taxes, save more, and wind up with a lot more choices in our lives. Choices mean freedom, financial independence. It's what we all strive for, especially in retirement, right, Fred? I mean, that's what you're helping yeah, people achieve. Oh, oh absolutely. absolutely. I mean, the, the less money that you legally have to pay the government is more money for you to, to spend, to save, uh, to have, leave a legacy uh, for your for family. It's to enjoy life. People who enjoy their life live longer than people who do not. And, and, and that may sound obvious, but there's a lot of research mm-hmm. uh, on this. Uh, Dr. Finca from the American College and uh, David Blanchett, uh, who's now with PGIM, uh, they, they together have done an enormous amount of research on, on this issue of happiness. Uh, and, and, and what I just said is true. People who are happy live longer. People who are unhappy um, just don't live as long. I mean, there are other considerations, but happiness is the real, oh, yeah. is the real driver. Well, what are we guaranteed? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, mm-hmm. right? That's right. What's wrong with happiness? Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you know, it's amazing that they put that in there, the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I You know, that, that often confounds um, people who come from, you know, other societies, other cultures, uh, who, who don't understand how can you pursue happiness? Well, you can, you, you can, it, it really, it really is a part, it's a part of, of, of your life. Why? I mean, it's for Americans. I, I think it's so baked into the cake that we take it for granted, but other people are, are just perplexed by My, it. They have no concept. Of, and that was of, Thomas Jefferson, right? That, that was, yes. That's from the declaration. Yes. The pursuit. Yes. What? 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 You, you be, they were ahead of their time in their thinking in so many ways. Not always, but in so many ways, they yes, were. They, they were. I mean, they, it's astonishing. It's astonishing um, how well educated they were. How well they anticipated uh, things that that could or would occur uh, in in the future. And it's it's just it's just astonishing, both in the Declaration period and in, in the constitution uh constitution period where the thinking was a little different but but still very far seeing and very far uh, thinking now I, I suppose people who believe in alien life 
I probably think that somebody came down from a spaceship, gave them a crystal ball, <laughs> well, you know, they can see into the future. <laughs> well, you know, one thing on that, and then that was the Constitution, I mean, the Declaration, Pursuit of Happiness, but going to the Constitution, do you think they purposely made things so, uh, like, too vague, just so that, you know, people, the future generations could interpret it based on their, their time? Do you think that's maybe a reason they made, like, the Second Amendment's very vague. Yeah, I th- I think that I think that's true, uh, you know. But but the pr- but the core principles of, of each amendment, you know, are are clear. They are I clear. Mean, yeah. Yeah. The the debate was whether or not to have them or not. The the anti said, hey, if if you if you amend the Constitution, those are going to be the rights that the uh, American people will have. But they were really needed from the get go. It's amazing they yeah. weren't in there from well, the beginning. That, that's the argument for yeah. it. but the argument against was that you wouldn't you wouldn't possibly think of all the rights that people could have right so I mean so there well, is an amendment process yeah, uh, it's which, tough though <laughs> what was the last time we amended the Constitution I got to pull that up last um, time 20 was it 25th 26th amendment it's so difficult uh uh, I don't know. I'm checking it to see. Now, I'm sorry. I got us off track with this. 1992? Yeah. Huh? Most Which recently in 92, all there have been, I'll have to, I'll have to dig a little further, but that was the okay. last time, apparently. I'll, I'll check it, though. Okay. Yeah. It was, oh, the 27th Amendment. 27th. Uh, required that any change to the rate of compensation for members of the U.S. Congress to take effect only after the subsequent election in the House of Representatives. So not like earth-shaking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not groundbreaking. But anyway, that was it. Okay. Well, back to taxes. Uh, you right. know, taxes, that was, that was a different game back. We, we were talking about the time of the, found, you know, the, the founding of this nation and even yeah. into the, up to the Civil War and beyond. It was a different tax game in this country. It was handled differently, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Well, you you didn't have it. You didn't. You couldn't tax income. Uh, you know, until the Constitution was amended to to permit the taxation uh, of uh, an inc- to a lot to permit uh, an an income tax. And you really, uh, you know, right right up until Tip O'Neill's um, time. Uh, you, you didn't make any distinction as to the type of income. Uh, it, it, or, and so you could deduct any kind of losses against, against your total income. Now we have mm-hmm. different types of income, and that, that starts to get more and more complicated. So what I thought I would do is um, there, are, there are too many strategies to, to try to cover in the few minutes that remain to us. So I, I thought I, I would pick the ones that probably have the most uh, impact. And I'd like to begin with uh, the rules for uh, what are the safe harbors on federal and state income taxes? Uh, there are two sets of, of rules, and these are important uh, because the dividing line is at 150000 so in other words, if you if if you are if you earn under one hundred and fifty thousand, you you can avoid getting into trouble by paying one hundred percent of your previous year's tax liability, or ninety percent of the current year's tax liability, whichever is less. Mm-hmm. 
if you're above 150,000, you have to pay 110% of the previous year's liability or 90% of the current year's liability. So, you know, people say, well, I'm going to be on the safe side and I'll overpay mm -hmm. and I'll get a refund or I'll apply it to next year's liability. And, you know, the question is, why do you want to make an interest-free loan to the Internal right. Revenue Service? Exactly. In other words, it's your money and it's always your money. Yeah. So why do that? On the other hand, you want to be careful that you don't underpay because there are penalties for that. Second thing is you should max out your tax-deferred retirement accounts at work, and you may want to make elective deferrals as well. But it really comes down to a very important question as to when do you want to pay taxes, and that Really, to answer that, you have to make a decision about whether or not you're going to be in a lower bracket later. Mm -hmm. And if you have very large deferred accounts, it's possible, even probable, that in retirement, your bracket will be higher. The other thing that you should consider is that the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act sunsets at the end of 2025. We know we're going to get increases in 2026. And 2030 is a, is a very, very important year. Not enough has been said or written uh, about uh, 2030 uh, because that, that's the point where if we, uh, we're on this spending and deficit trajectory, bad things start to really happen. And at that point, we're looking at, at um, uh, Medicare running out of money, and we're looking at Social Security almost out of money. So something has to happen right. uh, no later than, than 2030. So the year for Medicare is 2030 as it stands now? Right and now it is, yeah. Social Security, what's 2033? That's the last 30, I yeah, heard. 33, yeah, 34, who knows? It goes back and forth it does, uh, every, yeah. every year. Yeah, but it's in that range. Um, so let's assume for the, for the moment, and I'll just be on both sides of this issue, that, that your bracket's going to be identical to what it is now or it's higher. Uh, this is a point where you want to go over to a tax-free account direction. You want to think about Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, or you might even want to think about overfunding life insurance. And there are tax benefits here. Uh, it for you in retirement because you're, you're taking totally free uh, uh, withdrawals and Roths do not have Roth IRAs do not have RMDs. So I, I think an advisor who's doing his job or her job is going to look very carefully at, at which approach is the best. And I want to come back. I have one or two things more that I want to say about this uh, in in a moment. Um. What happens? What happens if if you um, are going to inherit money? Should you spend it? What should you do with it? My my opinion is save it. And but the issue, the trick, if you will, how how you save it really depends on the tax treatment of the money that you inherited. So if you inherit if you inherited after tax money at, at a capital gain, that's different than uh, inheriting money. Uh, from an IRA or, or inheriting from uh, from a Roth, so that that's where should this be tax deferred or tax free? Uh, you may not have a choice, or you may have a choice, depending again on 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 the tax treatment of the money 
when you uh, inherited it. The uh, other thing I want to talk about, uh, should you do a traditional IRA or should you do a Roth IRA? And there are considerations here. First of all, you can, you can be in retirement and, you can, and, and as long as you have any form of earned income, you can do a Roth. Doesn't matter what your age is. So whether you would or not, that's another story. So you would think about your age. You might think about your tax situation, your brackets, your income sources, if you have earned income sources. And what are your preferences? My advice is pretty much the same to most clients is to open a Roth IRA as early as possible. Because the, the power of the IRA is the tax-free compounding and the tax-free distributions. And the earlier you start, the more impact you, you get from compound interest. Mm -hmm. And if you have income available, um, it's, it's disposable, you don't need it uh, for current consumption, you should consider gifting money to your kids or your grandkids and let them put it into Roth IRAs. This is a great legacy play. Yes. Oh, it now, really is. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I don't see uh, when I review tax returns is is there's a form. Well, there's, there's three forms. We, we know about the 1099. Uh, we also know that when you move IRA money from, from one uh custodian or one company to another company, you get a 1099-R, and then the receiving company issues what's called the Form uh, 5498, which just acknowledges that they have received the money. Just think of it as a pitcher and a catcher. Uh, the, the, the 1099 uh, is, the, is the pitcher, mm -hmm. the 5498 is the catcher, mm -hmm. and then they balance each other out. But there's another form that I don't always see, and this is vitally important. It's the form 8606, part three. Now, I'm sorry to go wonky uh, on you, but this is an important form because if you make a contribution, the IRS always assumes that the default assumption is that it's a tax-deferred uh, 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 contribution. The 8606 tells the IRS that it's not a tax deferred, it is an after tax. Now, this is very, I can't emphasize, mm -hmm. I could jump up and down, I can't tell you how <laughs> important uh, this is when you come to withdraw money, because the pro rata rules apply. So you actually, sometimes you'll see a trick thing, trick question that somebody will, will say, can you get money out of an IRA tax-free? And the answer is, yeah, it's possible based on the pro rata rules. Now, if you if you don't file the, 80, the Form 8606 Part 3, uh, you won't be able to take advantage of the benefit. And this has nothing to do with, with super funding or backdoor Roths or anything else. This is very, very easy uh, to do. And, and you have to also, um, and any good advisor should be able to tell you that, there, that there's a hierarchy when the IRS looks at 
uh, Ross, it's contributions, conversions, and earnings. That's the order of, uh, of withdrawals. So if you want to get a, a, a very uh, simple uh, benefit where you, where you really can get this ratio under the pro rata rule, you should be filing the 8606 part three if, you, if you're doing Roths. Well, and, and just to, to sum it up, we know people, uh, some people try to avoid worrying about taxes. Others want to get the biggest refund. And you mentioned Judge Learned Hand, and one of the biggest lessons taught us, the name of the game is to pay only what you owe so that, that you, you can lower your total lifetime tax burden. The idea is to pay the least you can legally pay all your life so you get to keep more of your money to enjoy your retirement and leave a legacy to your family. Now, you mentioned um, if you would desire to give the IRS additional money, you could do that. But who has anyone ever done that? I, guess, <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know. If, if, they, if they do, it's probably on page six of the New York Post. <laughs> uh, really? I mean, man, oh, man. That's yeah. amazing. But, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, we, we don't want to – most of us don't want to get in trouble with the IRS, of course, but we don't no. want to overpay. That's that's true. Uh, and, and this is where good tax counsel <coughs> makes the difference. So I want to close out uh, with, with, a, with a rule that very few people know uh, exists. And uh, this is a rule before Airbnb. Um, and this, this rule is called the Augusta Rule. And if you look it up, it is in the tax code. And the Augusta Rule is named after the famous uh, golf tournament, mm-hmm. you know, the green jacket. Oh, yeah. And it is a tax-free benefit. And you don't have to make any investment to get this tax-free huh. benefit. So this is how it works. Many homeowners who are on the course at Augusta rent their homes out each year to visitors during, during the golf tournament. Uh-huh. And for the rest of the year, they live in their homes as, as is normal. So what they do is they offer a short-term rental of their home for one week. Mm-hmm. Now, the Augusta rule says you can rent your home tax-free for up to 14 days or less every year. And if mm-hmm. you go over 14 days, then you lose the benefit of the rule and you pay taxes on the rental income. But since the amount that you're reporting is zero, if you can combine this, if you can combine this with other strategies, such as harvesting enough capital gains, you want to bring your adjusted gross income, your AGI, into a zero threshold. Yeah. And if you and if you can get it in, to no more than 83,000, uh, you're going to be in the zero capital gains bracket as well. Huh. So this is... Um, this is a tremendous benefit that people can get. Now, uh, by the way, the uh, rental income has to be based on a fair market rent. In other words, you you can't you can't put your finger on the scale, charge an exorbitant amount, mm-hmm. so you can get all that money tax free. Um, so it has to be the fair. What what are other people charging? You know, in the area, it's got to be comparable. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, if you run a business. Even if it's a side business, you can rent it. You can rent it out to your business for those two weeks oh. using the Augusta rule. So, huh. wow! Yeah. I was thinking about people until you said the fourteen-day caveat. Uh, people who would that apply to people who rent out their their houses at the beach? You know, the beach houses. But yeah. it would have to be just for fourteen days, though. That's if you want if you want the income to be tax free. Right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. 
Interesting. Yeah, uh, you know, don't hesitate. Uh, don't hesitate to reach out to me. We, you know, we always talk about what are your retirement dreams, and what can we do to help you live your retirement dream, and that's essentially our, our tagline. And controlling taxes in ways that make it possible for you to enjoy your retirement, that's one of the major considerations that, that we that we focus on. Again, to give you that joy and happiness so you can enjoy life. Yeah, well, that's what it's all about. And getting the um the 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 plan together. Getting and I'll read from Fred's website and, and you know mentioned to click the red light tab at moneymattersusa.net. And uh, the question here is who benefits from red light on the dashboard? Well, uh, Fred's proprietary process is designed for people nearing or in retirement, so say 55 to 75, with investable assets of at least a million. And if that's you, the team can help you navigate uh, through that financial red zone and into that wonderful world of retirement that we should enjoy. We certainly have worked hard enough to get there. So moneymattersusa.net. Uh, there's so much there. You can click uh, podcast here, the podcast, uh, learn about the different resources available uh, and the red light programs to learn about the red light on the dashboard. Again, at moneymattersusa.net, you can reach out to Fred with a call to 800-593-8188, 800 And you also are encouraged to stay with us and follow us on this podcast. They drop every Friday, and it's a lot of invaluable information about financial and retirement planning here from Fred Sade. We'll see you next week on Money Matters USA. Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.